Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about them. They're going to play a football game tomorrow. They're going to play a tackle football game tomorrow. It will be broadcast on Fox. You will turn the mute button. I hit the mute button, turn the sound down because they're flying in Dick Stockton. You will turn on WBBM AM and FM, 780 AM, 105.9 FM. You will hear our Mark Grody, our Saturday suckage Mark Grody on that show. He's on this show. He's on all the shows because he's Mark Grody. And we will talk about it now as we go to the Alpamani Forward Hotline. Alpamani Ford in Melrose Park, and we welcome in from Bear Report on CBS Sports, Aaron Lemming. Aaron, thanks for taking time today. We appreciate you joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Mark, I also appreciate that introduction on Twitter. That was, uh, I think you nailed that pretty well. Yes, I said that you are a Detroit Lions antagonizer. So so that said, tell us what's going on, your relationship with uh, you, Aaron Lemming, and uh, the Detroit Lions Nation, apparently. Hey, it's all good. It's all in good fun. You know, it's just one of those things over the years. I don't know, maybe being a White Sox fan growing up and having all those stats over the years, you know, with uh, the old Detroit Tigers and, and the White Sox just kind of kind of fueled me a little bit. But, I don't know, it's just all in good fun. You know, it's, especially with Lions fans, it's such low-hanging fruit and it's such an easy target. And usually, you know, it's, it's very easy to get it riled up. And why not? Especially for week one, I mean, it's kind of like I told everybody. It's all in good fun. I think the biggest thing is, especially the way 2020 started out, I mean, the fact that we're even able to talk about a game that's going to happen tomorrow is fantastic in its own. We were marveling over that. I thought every sport would start. I just didn't think any of them would finish. And we're seeing a finish line in the NFL, NBA bubble, NHL bubble, the outdoor sports that all spread out in a regular season. Baseball seems to be managing through and finding a way to just force itself. Uh, the NFL has played a football game, and they're going to play one tomorrow. What do you expect? To, we saw two good teams play, the, heck, the, the defending champs, the Chiefs, and the in the Mitch Trubisky Bowl, the two quarterbacks, and then the Texans are good despite Bill O'Brien. What is it you expect to see tomorrow with the Lions and Bears? Well, I think it's going to be probably a sloppy game. I mean, even looking at the, the Texans and the Chiefs, I mean, it wasn't exactly the best game. I thought Deshaun Watson had quite a few issues, and there was even that times Patrick Mahomes didn't look quite as good as he normally does. And I think 
especially going into week one as a whole. I mean, you look around the league, and this is usually going to be sloppy. And obviously, with no preseason and essentially four weeks of practice for all these teams, uh, it's it's probably not going to be a very pretty product, um, especially when you're talking the Bears and the Lions. I mean, you got two teams where the two head coaches since they've taken over two years ago haven't won a week one game. And, I mean, even going back to last year when you look at the Lions, obviously you know how the Bears have looked in those two week one games. But when you look at the Lions last year, I mean, they were blowing out Arizona gave up the lead and ended up, you know, inning in a tie. So I think it's one of those situations, especially for those two teams, where neither one of them has really shown that they can come out and play a full four, four quarters. I mean, we saw that in 2018 with the Bears and Matt Nagy's first year. So I'm expecting a somewhat sloppy game just because of the nature of how this has all come about. But it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how prepared the Bears especially come out because obviously, I mean, there's been all sorts of controversy about the quarterback situation. There's brand-new coaches on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, there's a lot, especially on the offensive side, which is where the Bears really needed to improve that we don't know much about right now. We're talking with Aaron Lemming. Uh, I write Spare Report for CBS Sports. And one of the things that should have gotten Matt Patricia fired is that he made Mitch Trubisky look like a legend with a 106.3 passer rating and a lot of it was insisting on playing man defense and playing man defense and instead of zone where Trubisky his own coach says he's got to become a master of all coverages and clearly he's not so the new defensive coordinator in Detroit does he change what Matt Patricia has stubbornly stuck to does that make a difference with that Detroit team does do you think Mitch Trubisky is, he just found his, he found his Huckleberry and that's the way it's going to go with Mitch Trubisky in Detroit for the rest of his life? Well, I think much like the Bears offense, right? I mean, it's kind of the same concept with uh, Matt Nagy and, you know, you bring in a new offensive coordinator. I don't expect a lot to change on the offensive side of the ball for the Bears. And I think it's kind of that same way with Matt Patricia and, and new defensive coaches in Detroit. I think, you're really looking at a situation, I think you kind of nailed it. I mean, the biggest thing with Trubisky, when you when you look at where he has struggled and where he has succeeded, uh, a lot of it comes from the different coverages. And he's just simply been better against man coverages. And, and I think, too, when you really look at the defensive side of the ball and what Detroit has, I mean, they're lacking a pass rush. And I think that's going to be a big thing. Uh, you know, Flowers is is a solid player, but he's not one of those prolific pass rushers. Outside of that, they don't have much to speak of. And I think the other thing to kind of keep in mind is, you look at their defensive backs right now. I mean, they don't have Darius Slay anymore. Um, they have Toussaint, who is still a solid player in his own right. It looks like Jeff Okuda, their uh, third overall pick from this last year's draft, isn't even going to start the season as one of their starting corners. There's definitely a lot of uh, questions there. I think it's one of those situations for the Bears, especially when you look at the quarterback competition and how it all worked out. I mean, this is this is really going to be a, a big determining factor moving forward, what we're going to see from Trubisky, because if Trubisky comes out and struggles against a team that he's played pretty well against, especially the last two years under Nagy, then there's clearly some issues. But I don't think there's going to be a lot of change. I know a lot of people put in stock to – different coordinators, different coaches. But, again, when your head coach is – I mean, that's kind of his thing. I mean, that's Matt Patricia's thing. He's a defensive coach. I still think that he's going to have quite the hand in the, in the in the defensive calls and the overall coordination of what's going on. And I just don't see that changing much. So, hopefully for Bears fans, I, I hope that means good things for Trubisky and, you know, at least get off to a good start because these first few games on the schedule are pretty winnable. And especially looking at that second half, I mean, they need to get off to a good start. 
Yeah, Detroit and then home against the Giants and then at Atlanta, all teams that were under 500 last year. And the Giants were a 4-12 and team. The Lions a 3-12 and team. Aaron, are the Bears going to be good this year? That is something I've been wondering the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how... I don't know how you feel, but it's it's one of those. I feel like eight and eight before. Now I see I've seen projections where you know you got people three and thirteen, four and twelve. I think it would take catastrophic injury, especially on the defensive side, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people are focusing on how bad the quarterback situation is, which I'm not going to debate. But at the same time, they still have a very very good defense. I don't know if it's going to be elite like 2018, but I think it's going to be better than 2019, especially with the pass rush and as long as health stays. It's one of those situations I think a lot of it's going to come down to, and it's not just the quarterback situation when you look at offense, obviously. I mean, you got the offensive line that needs to improve, the run game that needs to improve, the overall scheme and play calling that needs to improve. There's still a lot of improvements that can be made, even if the quarterback situation is somewhat similar. I mean, it, when you look at it, especially what we got from Trubisky last year, I mean, we all saw it. I, I think at this point in time, it, it's going to be really hard to be much worse than it was last year. But I think if you can improve other aspects of the game, especially the run game, and I think that's pretty much what they tried doing, bringing in Juan Castillo and the different offensive coaches that they brought in, is kind of going more back to the Andy Reid uh, coaching tree style instead of going away with what they had in Harry Heastand and Helfrich, where there's no real familiarity there. I think that that's going to be big. And, you know, they didn't change much on the offensive line. They didn't change much, if anything, in the running back room. Uh, you know, from the offensive standpoint, outside of tight end and a little bit of movement at receiver and Nick Foles, they didn't really change much on the offense. So I think a lot of this is going to come down to how much the coaching changes have made and how much of an improvement they can make, not just outside of quarterback, but in the other areas that are really going to help them improve. Because if they can be a top, even a top 20 offense, I think with the defense, as long as they stay healthy, I mean, it's, I don't think it's a stretch to think that, you know, to say that they can win probably nine, 10 games. And especially with the extra wild card spot this year, I mean, they, they would have been right on the, uh, right on the outside looking in last year, right behind the Rams uh, at eight and eight. I mean, a few more games go their way this year and it's, you know, they could be in the playoffs. I'm not saying that they will, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as most people think they are. But I don't know how good or how high this ceiling could be for this team, especially with the way the offense has played the last two seasons. Talking with Aaron Lemming, E-Rex Bear Report for CBS Sports. We're talking Bears-Lions on the score. I think Matt Nagy has failed his quarterback in many ways. I don't think he's put him in a position to succeed. In fact, he's in, he put him in a position to fail by trying to make him a pocket quarterback and also not running the ball. Because the thing that Matt Nagy refuses to embrace is the boringness of running the ball. Matt Nagy has a whole bunch of pretty shiny plays in his in his notebook, and he wants to run them all and have a quarterback do that, and you can do that from the pocket, and he just loves himself all of those imaginative plays. If he ever learns to run the ball, then he makes his quarterback better, and he makes his defense better, that. and that defense is going to have to score. And, and, and the way it looks this year, what is the likelihood that Matt Nagy embraces some kind of basic fundamental football of allowing his quarterback to look better by not letting him, by not forcing him to quarterback in every situation? Well, that's a good question because I think you look at it, and especially with the coaching ads that they had, Juan Castillo being one of them, I, I think the big thing there, especially, I mean, even looking at 2018, 2019 with Harry Heastan and Mark Helfrich, they were they were the ones designing the run game. And now you bring in Juan Castillo, you bring in John DeFrebo, you bring in uh, Bill Lazor, you're, you're kind of going back again to more of the annual coaching tree style that 
Matt Nagy probably should have had in the first place. And I think the big key there, like you pointed out, is not making Trubisky a pocket pass. And obviously the quarterback situation is going to be fluid, and that's going to be something that's interesting to watch. But with, with Trubisky as a quarterback, they are very well set up to go inside zone because especially with Trubisky's athleticism, if you get him out of the pocket, if you make him a threat to run, the RPOs and just his running ability as a whole, that's a whole other element to the offense. So I absolutely agree that that's going to be a big factor and that's something that they need to work on. I think for me more than anything is maybe not so much Nagy's commitment to the run. Is it more is the scheme that he's that he's been calling and just the overall predictability. I mean, that's kind of the thing. I mean, you can go back multiple times last year. I think we could probably all agree with this where there were plays where you knew exactly what they were doing. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run it right up the gut. And the problem is, is sometimes you just, you have to be able to disguise things better. And I think that's been a big issue with Matt Nagy. I mean, even going back to Kansas city in those, those eight games that he, that he uh, called as well. I mean, there's just a lot of, different intricacies to the run game that I don't know if he doesn't understand, that he doesn't want to understand, that he just doesn't care for. That's going to be big because, again, there's there's different aspects to this offense that can improve. And it doesn't just all rely on the quarterback at this point. I mean, if the quarterback plays going to be bad, that's fine. But look at the Jacksonville Jaguars from a few years ago. They had Blake Bortles as a quarterback, and they were still able to get all the way to the AFC Championship game, almost got to a Super Bowl, running the ball and having good defense. And it's it's one of those things that, again, obviously they have to have a good quarterback, but they can do a, a lot of other things that can help this team, and especially the offense out, just strictly from the run game and from the blocking scheme as a whole. And part of that, I think, is play calling, not just running the ball and staying consistent with running the ball, but just the predictability in which they do so. I'm looking at on Twitter right now, guys, and on Twitter, Allen Robinson is trending, and I click to see why, and it's because the Rams and wide receiver Cooper Cup are finalizing a three-year extension that ties him to Los Angeles through the 2023 season. We've seen other extensions handed out. There's not one in place as of yet for Allen Robinson. Certainly hasn't been ruled out as of yet but Aaron what do you think about that situation and Allen Robinson's long-term prospects with the Bears and in essence their best offensive player well he is their best offensive player well I I man I think I think Ryan Pace is making a big mistake obviously there's still some time I mean Nakeem Hicks a few years back signed a deal on the you know the eve of what, what was it basically a Saturday before the season I don't know that that's very likely to happen and the problem is, is as we've seen Sometimes waiting a year longer to get something done or waiting until after the season is a recipe for disaster. And I understand the cap situation's kind of questionable. But just look at what the Bears did this year in terms of their free agent signings and how they approach this offseason. I mean, in a lot of ways, outside of the quarterback situation, they kind of went with the win-now mentality. I mean, look at Robert Quinn, you know, Robert Quinn and Jimmy Grant. I mean, those two signings, those are not signings that Ryan Pace makes in years past. So it sends, to me, it sends a mixed message, like you pointed out. I mean, Aaron Robinson's their best offensive player. I mean, it, I don't care what happens with a quarterback situation this year, whether Trubisky figures it out, whether Nick Foles, you know, carries him on a magical Super Bowl run and he, he wins a Super Bowl and he's still controllable, or if they have to draft another quarterback next year, you still need receivers and you still need a guy like Allen Robinson. It's like I know a lot of people look at Allen Robinson and say, ah, he's good, but he's not that good. But it's like when you look at the quarterback that he's played with, Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky, that's been his career, and somehow he's been able to hang multiple thousand-yard seasons in his career. I mean, that that speaks a lot. And <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I I, I think I, I think Ryan Pace is making a big mistake here, and you're not only allowing the market to set for another year, 
But like you pointed out, Cooper Cup signed a deal. Keenan Allen signed a deal. Look at some of the running backs that are getting money right now. I mean, Dalvin Cook just signed Cook. a deal today. Yeah. Alvin Kamara. You know, it's, it, it doesn't set a good precedence. And what I will say is this. I mean, it, Alan Robinson can say whatever he wants in these press conferences. But these subtweets that he's saying that he's tweeting at other people, it's clearly at the Bears organization right now. I don't think there's any question behind that. And then he has every right to feel the way that he felt because he has outplayed his contract. He's a valuable member of his team. And, you know, frankly, they need to get something done because not only is he going to be a free agent after this year, but the same thing goes with Tree Cohen. I mean, they have multiple offensive weapons that are not under contract going into 2021. Granted, obviously, they can tag Allen Robinson, but that doesn't help them next year in terms of cap, and that also doesn't help make the player any happier. So I think Brian Pace needs to try to figure out something, but I don't think it's going to happen uh, before the season starts. Talking with Aaron Lemming, he writes Bear Report for CBS Sports. The the Bears defense, on paper, you mentioned Robert Quinn earlier on signing Robert Quinn. and <clears throat> On paper, when they signed Robert Quinn, the Bears defense was, oh my God, everybody's talking it up. Look at this. This may be best in the league, certainly top five. But as we watch them go into game one, Akeem Hicks is back, assuming he's going to be Akeem Hicks. Khalil Mack is back, assuming he's going to be Khalil Mack and, and, a, and a motivated Khalil Mack, but Eddie Goldman's not there, and he's opted out. Robert Quinn is now hurt. Roquan Smith appears to be back, and you assume he's going to be healthy. There's a rookie at cornerback. There's a rookie at safety, but on the other hand, Eddie Jackson is back to being playing the position that allowed him to steal touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. So Given the the week-to-week health and situation of the Bears, what does the Bears' defense look like to you going into tomorrow? I think I think the Bears' defense is still looking really good. Obviously, it doesn't look like unless something changes and Matt Nagy's playing games with everybody, which who knows at this point that could happen. It doesn't look like Robert Quinn's going to play tomorrow, and obviously that's a disappointment. But I think when you look at what they have in overall depth outside of probably inside linebacker and maybe corner just because I don't know how – how they're comfortable going a rookie and Duke Shelley is their primary depth uh, corner. But I think when you look at their overall talent, I mean, when you're looking at Akeem Hicks and even without Eddie Goldman, and still got the wall Nichols, Warren Robertson Harris, uh, obviously you pointed out Khalil Mack. I mean, there's, there's a lot of talent. I mean, obviously there's some, there's more questions in the defensive backfield than maybe there has been, but I think that's kind of a product of, of looking at what the Bears have done over the last few years. And when you produce some of the talent that they've produced in terms of Adrian Amos, Bryce Callahan, names like that where you can't sign everybody, right? You can't, you can't pay your eighth or ninth, uh, you know, most important defensive player, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine million dollars a year. It just can't happen that way. But I think, especially when you look at corner, I think with Jalen Johnson, um, I mean, Prince of Luka Moore really wasn't that good last year. And I know a lot of people really like to criticize Buster Screen, which really makes no sense to me. But both Mukamara and Fuller had down years last year. When you look at their numbers, and especially with Fuller, it's one of those situations where those are the improvements that you need to see. You need to see a guy like Eddie Jackson become more of a playmaker again. You need to see Kyle Fuller become more of that lockdown uh, corner again. But I think in terms of what you're looking at, especially even at safety, I think they have more than enough depth, and I think they have more than enough top-end talent where I think the big issue for them last year in their dip was just the lack of pass rush. And Khalil Mack was getting double and triple teams, just didn't look like the same player. Keen Hicks was out. Um, outside of uh, Leonard Floyd's three sacks on the edge, they really didn't have much there. So I think adding more depth there and getting more pass rush is going to be huge because even if you have a you know rookie DB back there at corner, 
Uh, I, I think obviously getting to the passer and having a team Hicks there and hopefully Robert Quinn will come back within the next week or two. I think that's, that's going to help them out a lot. Cause I mean, that was the big difference between what we saw with Vic Dangio's defense in 2018 and last year's defense with uh, Chuck Pagano in 2019 was the pass rush. I mean, the, the, the sacks, I think it was what a 19 sack difference between the two years. And we saw them go from a very dominant defense that didn't allow a lot to more of a bend don't break defense and, that's just something that the Bears really can't afford, especially with all the questions on the offensive side of the ball. But back to your antagonizing of the Detroit Lions fans. <laughs> what is the nastiest thing somebody said to you throughout this process? Oh man, there's been a lot. Uh, you know, and I've had to get I've had to get a lot better about just muting. Oh man, I, you know, honestly, <laughs> has a lot it gotten of it personal? Is, it's, it's probably gotten personal, hasn't it? Oh yeah, it's it's gotten personal. Yeah. Well, yes. here's the thing, you know, I'm dude, I'm six eight, I'm two hundred five pounds. I had acne when I was a kid. Okay, you know, like you can attack my looks. That that is, you know, that that's probably been about the about the best that somebody's been able to do. I think there was, man, I'm trying to think. There was something pretty egregious, and I think I had to put it out of my mind, and that just earned the block. But no, it's it's gotten personal a few times, but for the most part, I mean, it's been more of like, oh, you're an idiot, you don't know football. And that's fine. But, you know, again, it's it's all in right, good fun. Right. There's been some interesting things, but. There's probably been a few things that aren't repeatable on air, so I'll go ahead and leave those ones out of it. But, yeah, I think it's mainly, you know, it's just people people getting weird and, you know, making random personal attacks, but nothing too crazy. Dude, I had no idea you were 6'8". I just, I only know you through our Twitter exchanges, and I, I didn't know you were that tall of a man. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's like I, I'm used to being looked at everywhere. You know, I, I walk through a store, my girlfriend has noticed this countless times over, you know, over the last few months of just walking through different places. It's like, I, you know, people, every day somebody's got to say something. So you, you get used to it, you know. You almost kind of become the become the mascot walking around the stores and everywhere else, you know. It's just, it's, you're going to have to do yeah, a lot man, better than tall, that. Tall is good. Tall is, but tall is good. I don't know what's, I don't know where they got you on the tall thing. I wish I was sick. Yeah, years. well, you know, it is. <laughs> like I said, it's, it's more of, I'm just, used to being the one that's always you know looked at and always had not even bad things okay. just, you know hey you know how tall you are it's like yeah i'm i'm fully aware i've gotten to the point now over the years where it's like somebody will open their mouths to ask me how tall i am and i just blurted out six eight and then that's it you know it's just you, you get used to it <laughs> all right all right <laughs> is there do you find it remarkable that lions twitter is is as loud as it can be for a team that a franchise that is not only never won a Super Bowl, but never even gotten there. I, I don't know where it's, they go with this. It has to be personal because it can't be any professional accomplish, accomplishment. Not that the Bears is much better, but one is better than none. That's by the way I count well, it. It's a tallest midget syndrome, right? It's one of those situations where out of every team in the NFL, maybe maybe, maybe the Browns, I don't know, but even the Browns have a little bit better history than the Lions. It's like when, when the Lions haven't even won the NFC North, I mean, they haven't even won the NFC North, and you go back to the last time that they even won a playoff game, which was 91, they haven't even appeared in the Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, and that's kind of the thing. Like, it's such an easy thing. You kind of look at it with a lot of these guys, and it's like, what are you even saying right now? It doesn't it, – it's just – I don't know. It, but, again, it, it's so much fun, and it's such an easy target because it's like if, if the Packers fans come after you, it's like, what are you really going to say? You know, and the Vikings, obviously there's a little bit more of a, you know, a competition there, and there's things that can be said back and forth. But with the Lions, I mean, all they can hold on to is – you know, that they, they had the one good run when the Bears were rebuilding when they were, what were they, like 7-1 and one or whatever, maybe 8-0, and, oh, and they, they donned the, the tag, we own the Bears, and that's, that's been it. But, I mean, that was two years ago. The Bears have 4-0 oh since that point, and 
I mean, the reality is, is at least, uh, you know, at least nobody's Lions fans. And again, it's, they still have Matt Patricia as the head coach. And that, I think that's really the bigger issue. I actually like a lot of the talent that the Lions have. I mean, I really like Matthew Stafford. I thought he's been a really good quarterback in this league for quite a while. But the reality is when you force Barry Sanders in their early retirement and you force Calvin Johnson in their early retirement, and you're the first 0-16 team in the history of the NFL, you have no room to talk about anything. And that's, that's kind of my stance on it. All righty then. Aaron, thank you for your time. It's great having you on. We look forward to having you on, you and your, your 6'8 self on throughout the season, <laughs> if we can work it out. Oh, absolutely. Anytime you guys want me, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. That's Aaron Thanks, Lemming. Man. writes the Bear Report for CBS Sports. It was great. 6'8", 205, he's floss. That's what he is. Yeah. He's floss, as Peoria Matt tweets, uh, or as Peoria Matt texts us, why isn't Aaron playing tight end for the Bears? I think it's the it's the 205 factor. I don't know that 205 works uh, with with that particular frame. Yeah, but, but that uh, just that just means that you know you got you got somebody like um, Bilal Nichols can hold him up, grab him by the legs, hold him up, and then you have you can block field goals that way. It's just easy enough to lift him that way. That's why I imagine. That's true. And, and Adam Shaheen was about a good six, seven or so. He was nothing so. good about Adam Shaheen. Nothing. Oh, that's don't, right. Don't I use the word good anywhere in the vicinity of Adam Shaheen. Sorry about that. <laughs> He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenman. We're talking about Bears Lions. I want to alert you and update you on this. Before every Bears game, tune in to the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show with Hub Arkish. Patrick Manley, and Olin Krutz. Go to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app from the App Store now. This Sunday, the pregame show starts at 9 a.m. That is right here on the score. We're going to take a break. When we come back, you know what? The White Sox, they were sort of the opposite of the Cubs last night. They weren't getting the pitching they expected, not the pitching the Cubs got. But... They found a guy who could hit a ball and doesn't necessarily need to be a strike, but it's not going to stay in the ballpark. It was really a, it was a thing last night. We'll talk about that next. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Eloy hits it high in the air. Deep left field, way up and out of here. Bring him home and bring Sucks a three run home run. Give the lead for three. Jason Benetti on the call. We see Sports Chicago taking the Sox from a two run deficit to a one run lead on a pitch that was, as Steve Stone likes to say, looked like a face high fastball and there's no ball that is safe from Eloy Jimenez. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum here, Mark Rohde over there. We are broadcasting live from Hyundai Studios brought in our, in our palatial suites, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers, that clutch home run by Jimenez was just, it was such a thing. It was a ridiculous pitch. It was a Vlad Guerrero thing. It was... How dare you think you can you can get this by me or that I won't swing at it and that I won't I'll show you a launch angle. And it just <laughs> it was a remarkable thing at a most critical time. It was a kind of win because from my standpoint, Giolito wasn't the Cy Young candidate. And while Dallas Keuchel's out, now I've got serious questions about 
all right, I want to consider them a contender. They are a contender. The record tells you that. Their offense tells you that. Their pitching told you that. But if Dallas Keuchel's back isn't better and Giolito's not going to be the, the gimme that you need, and then Cease and Dunning, nice young talents, like watching what Lucas Giolito was doing, then they're getting no hit, and then all of a sudden everything changes. That was, my, uh, that was what was so important for me last night just a different way the offense came through but under different circumstances what were you thinking as you're going well through first the, of all as you're going, going through, through the as you're going through the pitchers steve i don't know if you know this or not but the white Sox have their stopper going today ronaldo lopez as in stops momentum for the white Sox. and he's scheduled <laughs> a pitch today he's trying to the, ignore that yeah I'm trying so, to ignore it mark don't, don't. <laughs> talk about saturday suckers we've got oh. nothing we, we try to suck so he doesn't have to, but he just keeps... And the worst thing is he's not coming back here. He's not back here starting today or tonight because he was any good. It's because of injury. It's because of what's necessary. And it's that's the wrong reason that that guy should be brought back. So thanks for... Yeah, but Debbie, as for, for, Lucas, for Lucas last night, so I'm going to zero in on that sixth inning. And I don't know, man, like, it was a cool night last night, and I don't know if Lucas Giolito sweats that much all the time, but he was like John Lester buckets, like, like with the sweat dripping off the, the rim the of the It was the Joe game. Oh, yes. yes. Sweaty yes. Joe, yes. That's very yeah. good. Good pull by you. But <laughs> he was just, like, you could almost sense the exhaustion out there in the sixth inning. Ricky Renteria left him out there. He got the two outs, and then it was Daz of the Camerons, Mike Cameron's son, who comes up with that two-run single. So, you know, with two outs and two strikes, no less. So he almost escaped with one run on his watch over five and two-thirds and said it was three runs. But he was maximum effort last night. We haven't seen that a lot from Giolito, who usually makes it look a little bit easier. As for the Aloy home run, first thing I'll say, and I'll go back to the pitching on this one, it's so nice when you get a comeback three-run homer like that. You take a one-run lead, and then you hold that one-run lead because that mm-hmm. is so fragile. Evan Marshall was good. Colome makes you nervous, but he was good enough in the ninth inning. Here's the unique thing about that Aloy Jimenez home run. I don't remember the last time that the White Sox hit a home run where I didn't jump out of my seat saying, Oh, my God, that's 500 feet. It was actually a 370-foot home run. How rare has it been this year when the White Sox have just cleared the walls in home runs? It rarely <laughs> happened. You know what I mean? Like, almost all of their home runs are just jacks. And Aloy's was just a simple 370-foot home run that he hit out on a bad pitch. And, and brought the Sox from two runs down to a run up, and then, like you said, they protected it. The idea of... You know, I guess not until the, you described it the way you described it regarding all of the schwitzing Lucas Giolito. <laughs> the schwitzing. Makes me wonder, that's what ha- would happen if somebody had a fever, if somebody mm, were oh. overheating. Oh. And which is really a bad thing to think of in yeah. this current environment. Are you now, short of breath, Lucas? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, can yep. you wake up and smell? You know, waking up and smell the coffee has a whole different meaning now. If you can actually yeah. wake up and smell it, you've passed one test. If you can taste it, you passed the you passed the next test. So all that that has a whole different, more important meaning than than just like wake up and do a radio show. Wake up and smell the coffee is important. But 
until you were talking, I hadn't really thought of it that way. That that maybe it's an out, it's a function, it's a sign of something that oh, I, it's something I don't want to think about, but I just did. You yeah. made me think of something very Debbie Downer Schwitzing. Mark. But I like Schwitzing. Schwitzing. That's, that's Schwitzing, a funny yeah. word to me. You're, you're all over Yiddish. the. Now that's Yiddish. Yeah, you're all over the Yiddish slang today, man. You're you're going schwitzing. What do you call Mitch? What's what's Mitch? Spilkus. 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 Because uh, yeah, it's an, an an inability to to stop moving. He's got his legs going. He's got his knee going. Or he's got his oh. foot going. He, he's he's got his shoulders going. His elbows going. Spilkus is 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 somebody who's nervous, can't sit still. And there was I was looking up because we had discussed um, my use of the word schmuck earlier. To, yeah, describe, yeah, yeah. to describe Fox Sports and the NFL for this rule that is keeping Kenny Albert out of Detroit to do Bears-Lions because he has been in Edmonton calling the Stanley Cup playoffs. He's been in the NHL bubble. Canada reported zero deaths from COVID-19 yesterday, but the... Fox schmucks and the NFL schmucks and their infinite wisdom said, no, if you come from a foreign country, you can't do anything in this country without quarantining for two weeks. So if you come from a safer country to one that has 191,000 deaths, you're just going to have to sit this one out. So Bears <laughs> fans are going to get Dick Stockton. And I was reminded by my former editor, Mike Kellums at the Tribune, that when Dick Stockton was calling Cubs playoffs game playoff games on TBS, and was mistake prone back years back, Kellums started the famed Stocktionary. Every misspeak was cataloged and was oh put in the God. paper the next day or the one after, and and the the man who created the Stocktionary, um, Mike Kellums would later find out that Dick Stockton himself was not real happy with that. And our right. response is, don't make mistakes. You're, you're paid to talk for a living. You're paid to get names correct for a living. Then you should do that. But <laughs> we were running a stocktionary with every mistake. So I would encourage fans who, have the mis the, who will make the mistake of listening to the TV broadcast instead of syncing it up with WBBM tomorrow to catalog the mistakes, I'd like to know how much we can increase the stocktionary. Three-run homer for Adolfo Soriano. Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Thank you, Julio. It's and that's Julio like 10 Rousset. years ago. <laughs> right, I mean... but that's... And now he's 77 years right. old and flying him from Arizona to Detroit because Arizona is just such, a, it, it such a, an example of COVID protectiveness. And they're flying him to Detroit because it's a better deal than flying a guy from a country where they they just reported no COVID deaths. Oh, my God. And so that's why the word schmuck was came up. It's just complete idiot move. So I was looking up. Leo Rostin wrote the book, The Joys of Yiddish. And it's a wonderful book. And it's just about what what you think it is and how the, the playfulness of the Yiddish language and what it means. And it sounds so good. And there are other words that describe idiot, being an idiot the way schmuck, but it's in a different version, like schlemiel and schlemazel. <laughs> so schlemiel is a person who always spills the soup. Oh, and really? The sh and the schlemazel is the person on whom he spills it. 
that's that's and the schmuck is the guy who has to clean up the spill. That's the way that's so I'm trying to connect all the dots for you here in this Yinglish radio show that uh, we're doing. I love I don't know why this is tickling me. What is the word when like in Yiddish when you're buddies when you oh no when you're a good person when you're like a Mitch always says this to mensch. me like mensch. A mensch. You're a a, that's M-E-N-S- not as funny as the word though. Yeah. M E N S C H no. It's the the especially the the C K words like schmuck it ends. That's that's got that's that's funny. It was in, in the um why can't I think of the, the, the old man buddy movie, the Sunshine Boys. They were talking about that. What's funny? And there was a throwaway line about the CK word. That's that's a those are funny words. Those they are funny words. Nasty. Yeah. They are funny so, words. My um my real real quick like story. So my uh, I'm Catholic Christian. My uncle Harold married a Jewish woman. So I, I, I and the the kids were were raised Jewish. So I have Jewish cousins. And years ago we went to her my my cousin Jennifer her bat mitzvah. And my uncle Harold, Christian, not knowing much about Judaism, told my brother Paul that when you give the speech, because he was asked to give a speech, he said, you know, look, just just get out there and just say say words like schmuck and things like that. They'll completely buy it. <laughs> so, that's it. So that's there it. You go. So yeah. So I I've, I've been raised. Uh, I I know a little bit of Yiddish, but I'm I really like it when you say it. So no, yeah. I'm just well, I, it just seemed appropriate, and we had a. Um, you know, a question from a, a, a texter, our text line, the tech zone, as it is known, brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Somebody tweeted, from the 815, of course, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. Sure, whatever that means, but that's perfect. But 219, are you sure that it's Kenny Albert can't get back to Canada to finish hockey if he goes to Detroit to do the football game? Well, all of the reporting so far this morning says that the Fox Sports and the NFL made the decision to to not obs- made the decision because their rules were if you come from a foreign country you have to quarantine for 14 days. That's what we're basing this discussion on. Um, I, it's, it makes sense that Kenny Albert would have to the Canada, which actually is handling this thing in a smart way would make him quarantine. I don't know what the rules would be, but it, 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 in describe and reading how Kenny Albert and the John Vilma and Shannon Spake and the broadcast crew would do it into do it in Detroit, get in there that separate rental cars and plexiglass separated in the booths and whatever. It doesn't sound like it would be enough to, to convince Canada that I should that Kenny Albert should be allowed back in to do it and the other option is that Kenny Albert doesn't do any more hockey games football season's here and it's just doc from here on out or John Forslund they have enough announcers that if Kenny were to go do the NFL that that would be that he would be doing the NFL I'm just saying based on that's that's all the reporting we've seen says Kenny Albert was banned by the was was told no by the NFL and Fox. And why would it happen to be on Saturday? Why wouldn't this have been anticipated? That's a good question. I hadn't thought of that, but this is all just more reason, more fuel 
to turn on News Radio 780 WBBM at 105.9 FM with Jonesy, Jeff Joniak, and Tom Thayer bringing it to you like they do. This is the this is and the you. 20th year. And me, Joniak, is it? Can you believe this man? No. He's in his 20th year. 20th no. year of calling is Bears he, games. That's really? crazy, isn't it? Yes. This you know the. the it, it, I, I I just I'm stunned. I remember when he first. Yes. 20 years ago. I it feels when like first... yesterday, doesn't it? It really it does. does. One, um, one thing and... that jumps out was when he first he did his, he had done one, two, three games. I can't remember if it was preseason or, or, or regular season and happened to see him up at Hallis Hall. And he goes, so, so what do you think? I mean, he's earnestly interested. What do you think? You've heard a lot of people. You've been around. What do you think? I, I want to know. And he asked it earnestly. And I, I said what I said and told him what I thought. And I just thought, and that is so vivid, it can't be 20 years. It's not. Right. I mean, next year his career will be old enough to drink. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? Our friend Tom Thayer's is old enough to drink. Actually, he's this is his 24th year, Tom Thayer, because is he was really? there for a couple of years prior. Yeah, he was with, he must have been with Wayne Larravee for a year, and then Gary Bender for, or is it Bender or Bender, um, for at least a year or two or whatever however long that tenure lasted, and then with Joniak. So, yeah, Tom Thayer has been doing it um, for 20 – this will be his 24th year. Crazy. Wow. Okay. 25th? 24. We had 24. people ask, um, Julio, you have to get on this. Um, we may need Shane to put, put his meat down and talk to us, but we had several people on the tweeter machine ask how – because when they heard about the whole – Dick Stockton thing and the resumption of the Stocktionary here in Chicago. They wanted to know how they could sync their televisions, their, the radio to the TV. And I know there's a way you can do it, but I don't know it. I know there is a way, someone smarter, more technologically sound than me, uh, more knowledgeable, and that would have to be Shane. So we do have time next hour. We'll talk with Evan Altman at the top of the hour but um, about the Cubs, but I would like to help these people out because we're givers not takers here on Saturday suckage we're we're um, we're trying to help them and and if you can avoid Dick Stockton that would be a good thing and to, to Cody Parker <laughs> it just <laughs> Stocktionary was a thing in the Tribune and it just and it still lives and then to put a bow on this whole thing that how we got to this point I don't know but the 219 texter who asked the question about Kenny Albert when I explained what we were basing it on and how we were working this, the 219 texter came back with, okay, then I'm just a schmuck. <laughs> and there you go. There Perfect. you go. That's, that's the way we do it here. We'll take a break. We'll come back with who knows. We, we, we had Schwantz on the show. We've discussed schmuck, schlemiel, schlemazel, and spilkus. And maybe spilkus will have some information on how you can sync your TVs. That's the way we work on Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. The Bears tackling today has been mediocre at best. Show is your broadcast. Dick Stockton, the man who runs the Stocktionary, the man who is, no, he's the source of the Stocktionary, and Mike Kellams and we at the Tribune were running when he was doing baseball and Adolfo Soriano. And, and you know what? I have to apply that. There are a lot of textures, Mark, who are telling me that 
I completely missed it, and I did when we were talking about Schlemiel and Schlemazel. Yeah. Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated was the Laverne I thought you Shirley. just knew. I, I thought you just knew I, that. I, I, I did upon reflection, and then, oh, yeah, that's where it was, but I'm thinking of getting to the Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Schmuck, you know, connecting all the dots. Right, and that's the only place that I know that from, so that's what I assumed you were going with. We have on the Rosie and Grody show, that is the... Breaking, breaking call sounder. Sound. Wow. Oh, my We goodness. have a breaking phone call. Julio, what do we have? We don't have Julio. Julio. Oh, it's Julio. It's been removed. Julio. <laughs> 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 well. Well, they, they really Julio, didn't mute which Julio. tin can are you talking into through a string, Julio? Oh, Julio, what kind of an operation <laughs> oh, are you running back there, man? <laughs> well, it's Saturday Suckage, so I thought I'd do it right. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, uh, yeah, Bob checks in from the north side, and our friend Bob is on the score. All right. Hi, Bob. Hey. How's it going, guys? Good, hey, Bob. Bob. What do you got? What's up, Bob? What do you got for us? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's better than we get we hear Julio. Can you hear us, Bob? We don't want to hear yeah. Julio, though. Yeah, uh, uh, I apologize. Anyway, um, I called in because I heard you guys talking about having a radio that could sync up with a TV broadcast. And I mentioned to Julio uh, that back in 2016, me and my buddy – wanted a radio that could do exactly that. We found one on Amazon.com, and it allows us to go 15 seconds slower to sync up or as much as 15 seconds faster to sync up. And so we were able to sync it up to where we could listen to your broadcast, meaning Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer, in sync with the TV broadcast. So the technology does exist. I can tell you that right now. My buddy still has the radio, and we still use it to listen to Cub games on the score while watching them on TV. Okay, Bob, that's Bob, a great thank idea. You. I thought yeah, that you and, could and just do – couldn't you just turn – I mean, using that theory, um, you could just turn on your television and try to hit the the slow down, the stop, DVR, use pause. the DVR. Just yeah. Pause. The, Right, and and started, and you can come pretty close, turn on the radio. But I thought there was some kind of device that, that married the two, and you press one button, and it's all sunk. So I don't know. You know what's Maybe funny is get... I have I have so many new devices. That, that is a real effect of COVID-19 and the pandemic, is I have so many new apps on my phone for the broadcast that we are doing to sync things up. I have now a recording dev- app on my phone that I can record interviews. It's just uh-huh. it's just crazy, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, that the, the simplest way to do it, yes, for Cubs games here on the score or Bears game on WBBM, just pa- hit your pause on your DVR real quick like and you're good to go. But Bob, but I, I appreciate was, Bob calling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought there was a device that'll do that we tried it well if shane puts down his meat maybe he's got an answer in the meantime we'll take a break <laughs> and we'll discuss the cubs there was something good that came out of yesterday's 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.